0: Podcasting is a poor occupation. Hello and welcome to this episode of Game on Girl, the podcast where we talk about gender and game culture. I'm your host, Regina McMenemy. And I'm your co-host, Rhonda Oglesby.
1: In this episode, we'll be talking to Nicole from the Ladies of Leet podcast. And we'll talk about all the things we've been geeking out with what we've been watching, reading, and playing. So stay tuned, and we're glad you're listening to Game on Girl.
0: Nicole Spag has been a console gamer almost her entire life. With the introduction to World of Warcraft, her video game world expanded to MMOs and PC gaming. Nicole still really enjoys console games and finds enjoyment in just about any game she can get her hands on, with perhaps a few exceptions. Nicole has a multifaceted web presence as podcaster, app developer, gamer, movie lover, tech support, and mom. Now that's those are some titles right there. <laughs> <laughs> and we're delighted to have her join us, especially since we're huge fans of her shows, Lady, Ladies Elite. So welcome to the show, Nicole.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. I'm
0: delighted yeah, that you're it's great here. great to have you.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, it's so funny how we all are in the same space and we just kind of in our own little bubbles at times. And I came across your website, and your awesome quiz and I was like, how have I not known about this this podcast and website? Like, I live on the internet, how is this possible? So I'm never
0: surprised. That was pretty much my reaction when when you found us and then we found you right around the same time and I was like, how did we not know about these guys before (laughs) this? Like, how how did we not cross paths? But you know, it it is, you can really get really insular, can be really easy to kind Mm -hmm. of get caught up in your show, especially when you're new and you know just getting on your feet, so
2: yeah, most definitely. Well, yeah. and and I, I I'm in a, a podcasting network called Frog Pants, and there's a bunch of different shows, and it's very interesting how you meet people in the podcasting world too. Mm-hmm. So I was introduced mainly through the listening to the Instance podcast to a lot of my current friends and playing Warcraft got me into listening to the Instance and yeah, it's just, it's so interesting how it all connects.
0: So that's part of how Ladies of Elite came about, right?
2: Most definitely. Um, so I started playing World of Warcraft in 2007 and my husband, I I at the time traveled a lot for work, and I was going to be gone for two months, and so I gave my my husband this uh, this game called World of Warcraft because I needed to give him something that would keep him busy. <laughs> I felt, <laughs> because I felt really bad. I felt horrible <laughs> having to be gone for two months straight. So little did I know when I would come back, I I still wouldn't I wouldn't get him back from yeah. the game. That <laughs> you didn't you didn't know exactly what you were handing
0: him when you handed him that.
2: I had no idea. Yeah. And, uh, and I had never gotten into online multiplayer g- games before. I was pretty much a solo console player mm-hmm. my entire life. And he convinced me to... to to go into the game. And I remember being so nervous and scared because I thought somebody was just going to run up to me and like yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing this wrong. Do I know. And then, I, you know, I it, I slowly got more confidence and understanding the mechanics. And, you know, I kind of, I laughed because I, I had no idea how to use the ASWD keys.
0: Mm, yeah. So
2: I'm a, you know, a controller player. So I would use the click to... <laughs> <laughs> For the longest time, and why was not
0: just doing what I wanted to do? No, right? Yeah.
2: Um. But that then led me into a whole the whole premise of at the time I, we were just listening to the instance. We weren't actually part of the guild and all of that. Mm-hmm. So meeting Scott Johnson and Randy at the time was on the show, and Patrick Beja, who is who was a contributor, and just all kinds of friendships and. Lots Everything of fun playing. Yeah, it's just yeah. Amazing,
1: amazing. Yeah. Well, you're also heavily involved with Dragon Con too, right?
2: Yeah. Um, so I guess for the past two years, uh, myself and Brian Dunaway, who I do another podcast with called The Final Score, um, we've been slowly taking over. And this year was our first year to kind of plan the whole thing. So mm-hmm. we plan the entire podcasting track from start to finish. Um, And then we have a lot of friends from the Twit Network uh, with Leo Laporte. So Tom Merritt and Veronica, they come, and Justin Robert Young and Brian Brushwood. So it's like this amazing group of people with, there's just so much talent. And I'm just, sometimes I have to pinch myself because I'm like, how did I end up here? I have no idea. (laughs) These people are so amazing. So. It's just, it's a great time.
1: Yeah, the podcast track at at DragonCon is is wonderful. One of the last panels I went to had almost all of those people that you mentioned on it, just giving advice. I mean, <laughs> they're very generous and they're they're very professional and and it was a great it was a great panel.
2: Well, and you were wonderful on the Ladies' Leap. Uh, Oh, thanks. That was so much fun. (laughs) I I was so tickled because I couldn't make it because my son was sick. Um, And Kim, you know, she got the the reins and she just did a great job. And all of you up there were just wonderful. And I got to watch the whole thing on the live stream. So I was just so, so pleased with how that turned out. There were so many people there, too. I was just... I was really I was oh excited. the room was packed yeah That's and awesome. there was such a and it was such a cool discussion about mm-hmm. almost like video game confessions because we I think most of us feel that we have to like every game that comes out and just sometimes it may not hit the right buttons for you but for some reason it's like hitting all the right buttons for everybody else but you're like what's wrong with me why don't I like this game
0: yeah. and it's
2: it's sometimes it's really hard to put your finger on that so
0: yeah. Yeah, it takes a certain amount of analysis and a certain amount of knowing yourself to know what it is you don't like about a game. Right, right. yeah.
1: yeah. And, and I, still, I think that I the, the gamer quiz helps with that a little bit, yeah. too.
2: Most definitely.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about that. I actually presented the gamer types yesterday to my colleagues at one of the schools that I work at. And um, I was going through and I was telling them, I'm like, this is about gaming, but you could very easily apply this to learning as well, where, you know, you have students who are mastery learners who want to master all the material before they come to any conclusions about what they're, you know, studying or what they're doing and self, you know, Learners who want to know about themselves through what they learn. I'm like, yeah, you could totally do all this from that. So, yeah, I might end up actually making that another presentation <laughs> at the encouragement of my boss. So, yeah, it's, a,
2: it's a great survey, and I was excited to take it. And uh, I definitely learned a little about myself as a gamer after I took it. That's awesome. Um, I uh, I was 40% mastery.
0: Oh, but and that then, surprised you?
2: Mm, not really, because I'm very competitive. <laughs> I, I, you know, in high school, I mean, I started playing sports when I was, you know, a kid. Mm-hmm. And I was into all kinds of sports. And I just wanted to beat things. Like, <laughs> when I was playing Super Mario Brothers, I wanted to beat every single level. And I just wanted to master it. And then once I did beat it, I wanted to learn all the shortcuts mm-hmm. and all the wow. work zones. and Like, I would do it over and over and over again. And I don't, and I don't, I think the reason why I don't like playing with other people, like doing co op stuff, um, I mean, I will (laughs) with my husband, especially, but I like to go at my own pace. And Mm -hmm. I am sort of a completionist. Because if there's something if there's an area that I can explore, there might be something over there that I might be able to use. So I want yeah. to like and my, my husband's always yelling at me, like, come on, let's go. Like when we would play Gauntlet together, oh my gosh, he would I would drive him bonkers because <laughs> I would always be lagging behind because I'm checking a chest or hitting a box or whatever. Like, but there might be something cool, you don't know what you might yeah, be missing. Exactly,
0: exactly. And it's right so... over here and it's just gonna take a second to go look. <laughs>
2: But then on the other hand, my, the, the self, I was, I was, when I was looking before I took the quiz, I'm like, well, I, I at first I thought, well, maybe I'm self, but then I was like, oh, maybe I'm mastery. I'm 40% mastery and 35% self. Oh, so wow. I'm like, yeah, I'm right, right there. Yeah. Neck and neck,
1: yeah. Or the
2: two, they're yeah. kind of, they're fighting well, both of them. How long have you been gaming,
1: Nicole? How, how far back does gaming go with you?
2: Um, when my dad brought home an Atari 2600 and we started playing Pong, Hmm. So I was, oh God, uh, I think five, maybe, wow. maybe, maybe four. Um, and my dad would also, he, he'd like to partake in, uh, going to the local bars and he would always give me a stack of quarters and I would go and play the arcade machines. Right. So I have a lot of, memories. of entertainment. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Pac-Man, Qbert, uh, Kubert was one of my favorites. <laughs> I loved Qbert. Yeah. So I have like a lot of arcade memories too oh, so that's cool yeah.
0: although I thought it was kind of I thought it was a I, have you seen Wreck-It Ralph I loved Wreck-It yeah. Ralph I love Wreck-It Ralph too but I, I had to laugh when it was like Qbert was you know unplugged and living in the yeah the depot station you yeah. know because nobody loved Qbert anymore so nobody played him so it was just funny I was like oh but I love that game <laughs> it, was, it was challenging it was <laughs> I always fall off the ledge yeah oh yeah. uh, well <laughs> I, I love games that I lose. Like, that's, you know, I can have a great time losing a game.
2: <laughs> well, if it's a fun the, game,
0: was, you yeah. don't mind. Exactly. As long as the mechanics are, you know, something that you can enjoy, then
2: that's all right. Well, especially those older games that really don't have an end in sight. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. there's the kill screen, but I guess that you could call that the end. Yeah. But, like, with Frogger and, I mean... All the ColecoVision type games and all those games come to mind, and where I would just sit for hours playing and taking turns with my cousins. So we, right. would, I'd play through until I lost all of my lives, and they would get it. And then we'd go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's half the fun. So w-
1: when, when did you um, get your first console?
2: Um, well, I guess the Atari 2600 was the first console that. uh that we Well, yeah, yeah. Got, that we got. But um, it wasn't until Nintendo, the NES, that I really got into gaming. Like, really, like I said, the Super Mario br- Brothers. Um, I sp- remember there's a game called, I, th- I think it's called, I always called it Gunsmoke, but there's a little dot between gun and smoke, so it's like gun, dot, smoke. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out!! Like, these are all games that I... S- spent so much time in and beating them like I that I wore that as like a little badge of pride like sure. I beat Gunsmoke mm-hmm. oh my gosh that was such a hard game <laughs> and I remember my dad because my dad at the time was trying to play was playing it as well so my dad was a big component of me playing games because we would play and he we would go back and I would show him things and he would be impressed and I'd try to show you know and I, I would always end up beating the game before him which probably annoyed him thinking back <laughs> 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 I know with me it's like oh man this kid's beating me (laughs) but uh yeah those are some of my my console memories um and
0: so from from there did you i mean it it, uh, talked about a little bit about how you've primarily been a console gamer and then got into mm -hmm. world of warcraft so what console were you playing before you sort of started playing wow um
2: so 2007 the ps3 was Mm -hmm was out and so was the Xbox. So right. I ha- I have both the Xbox 360 and the, PS3, and the PS3 but it just always annoyed me that I had to pay to play online mm. and do things online with the Xbox and you had to have that membership whereas with the right. PS3 it was just free, right? You just now it's not anymore, right. But the PS4 you got to get the Plus membership, which, by the way, is an awesome deal because you get so many great games, but that's here nor there. Um, but at the time, I was playing a lot of PS3, and my um, husband had introduced me to a first-person shooter uh, and I I had no idea what I was doing with a first-person shooter either and it was resistance and you could do a split screen so he was on one side I was on the, other. On the other yeah. and so we walked through that game and I and I again I'm more used to RPGs right and I role playing and you know platformers and th- those types of games so <laughs> I would be running along and I'm not a very patient first-person shooter I like to run in. Yeah, that's <laughs> so <laughs> how I play them too. I die a
0: lot, but I have a good time when I'm doing so,
2: it. I'm running into this area and I'm shooting the floor, and <laughs> <laughs> my husband's picking off guys. And I'm like, ah, maybe I should, you know, because sometimes it's just a little much. So I'm like, I just need to hold back. Right. <laughs> so yeah, we'll bring good... this
0: in and take a little time learning what yeah. I'm doing here. But I yeah. do
2: love that. I do love that um, resistance. Storyline that's still one of my favorite first person shooters. Uh, that's a super fun game, yeah. Yeah, and you, you run do. in
1: like that, you can get surrounded pretty I
2: fast. Know. Those aliens will get you, man, just <laughs> pile on top of you, definitely.
0: Yeah, but that ends up being half the fun.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: I'm surrounded, I'm gonna die. I'll go down fighting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I died a lot in that game, yeah, yeah, but I don't mind that, you know. There's certain yeah. games I think. When I start, first started doing PvP in WoW, I was really upset. Like, I took it personal. Right. That somebody, that's a self-gamer. Somebody mm-hmm. was killing me. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it took a little while before I just kind of like, okay, that's just part of this. It's just part of the flow. Right and you just kind of brush it off and keep going but I will say still to this day I cannot do PvP right before bed because I will be up for hours all wired I mean it just <laughs> it charges me up like nothing else
0: yeah I can I can understand that I, I played um, some PvP with uh, Nana Nia who's a YouTube personality who we had on uh, you know a while back mm-hmm. and we did the PvP in Left for Dead oh which is crazy because uh, you know you You go rounds and you play as the humans and then you play as the zombies right, right. And so you go back and forth between those two and I had never done it before and I was I was not I mean I was not very adept at it but I was just learning some of it but I, I remember getting kind of worked up about it afterward and like my heart was racing and I'm like I can do this but I need to be very careful about when I choose to do this
2: <laughs> yeah anymore I I only do multiplayer with my friends mm-hmm. so like my husband uh, Scott Johnson and uh, hakito a friend of ours We'll we'll all get in together and yeah. form a pre group, yeah. and then we'll go in. Yeah, that's and what we're, we're doing too. And mm-hmm. we're on Skype because I have from day one I've never listened to anyone. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know um, Jenny Hanover
0: Yes, mm-hmm. I love
2: her. I love her. I don't know how she does it. Uh, yeah, I don't I either. Just, I just I know some awful things have probably been said to me but I've never listened to it. So so for me, ignorance is bliss on that end. Because I say awful things on my end. (laughs) I know what I'm saying, and I know it's not good. So, yeah. It cracks me up. Uh,
0: Well, that's one of the things I admire the most about her is that she – but she has a very high level of mastery. So (laughs) she doesn't look at it as a personal thing necessarily, although I think she gets insulted and hurt by the things that people say. But I think she just kind of can step away from it in a way that I don't think – a lot of yeah. people can.
2: Yeah, I'm too close to self mm-hmm. with my mastery, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that would be me. Those are my two. I'm, I'm self mastery as well. So yeah.
2: But as far as the games,
1: games are concerned that you you like, you've mentioned role player several times. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a preference toward those types of games? You do you like the avatar creation process?
2: I do. So like, uh, just this it's funny because the game's been out for a number of years, but I finally got around to playing Fallout New Vegas. So okay. that process of creating my my avatar, and I always, if they give me a choice to be a female, I always am a female. I love I love games that allow me to be a female. Mm-hmm. Um, Fallout's interesting because it, you can switch between first person and third person. Uh, so you can see yourself. But right. for the most part, I stay in first-person mode. Um, and I I really enjoy that process of, you know, creating her. And I, I I was thinking about it. And I typically do make them look like myself, if I can. Mm-hmm. Like, I never give them punked-out hair or anything weird on occasion. I think I did on Skyrim. I, I, I created an avatar that was a little funky. Uh, <laughs> but for the most part, I kind of keep them close to what I look like I don't know why I I guess because of that self
0: yeah that's yeah yeah yeah, that's definitely a self thing I did I was unconsciously doing that I wrote about it in the dissertation uh, because when I started playing wow right before I started my dissertation program and I had started a character and I had done you know human character that had short blonde hair and I had short blonde hair and I gave her a piercing I had always wanted, you know, at the the top of the ear that I had always coveted, but I didn't have myself. So she got to have like that idealized thing. And then completely unconsciously I dyed my hair red and I made a new avatar and her hair was red. And I'm like, and then I got into the PhD program and I started reading about identity online and I'm like,
2: Oh my God. Yeah. I totally just did that. Yeah. When I when I first started in WoW as well, I started out on an Alliance and I was a human mm-hmm. with short blonde hair. Yep, yep. <laughs> and now I, we switched to Horde and I'm like, they're the only class you can have because I was a human paladin. Paladin, yeah. So I had to be a blood elf paladin because mm-hmm. yep. at the time that was the only cl- that was the only race that it allowed had paladins, paladins. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah. The so you ones. and your husband
1: still play WoW.
2: We do. Um, I, I've gone through every expansion since Burning Crusades. Um, during, um, Wrath of Lich King was probably my most heaviest playtime with raiding where I was in a, a, a raiding group where we raided every Sunday, Tuesday, I think Thursday. No, it wasn't Tuesday. It was I think it was Thursday and then Friday. So we would like three to four nights a week from like seven until midnight we would raid ICC. Wow. And to the point where, and I was I was a holy paladin, so I was one of the healers. Healers, it was a, yeah. Yeah, ten man raiding group, mm-hmm. and it was just so much fun. I just have some great memories, and that's where I met Kim and Stephanie, who now are with me on Ladies Elite. Mm-hmm. And that's how we kind of formed a bond. And at the time, it was um, late 2009, uh, I was like, there's really no gaming podcasts. I couldn't find I found a couple, but they were in, in iTunes. And there were really no only women video game podcasts out there. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do one. Cause I had I had just started doing another podcast where I kind of got my feet wet as a co-host mm-hmm. um called the Movie Licious with Patrick and uh, Terpster who's on the instance. So I, I was so nervous when I started doing that. And it and podcasting is a, a weird animal. You just kind of once you start one, you start doing a whole bunch. <laughs> you just kind of, like, you I, find my...
0: excuses to make new yeah, ones for exactly. other topics.
2: <laughs> I have so many podcast ideas that I've never done. It's amazing. But, uh, that, yeah. but yeah, that how... sounds like getting a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like getting a tattoo.
1: <laughs> the next
0: thing you know, your arm is covered.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's, that's how Ladies Elite got started um, was from rating and wow. That's awesome. Now, did you say movie-licious? Yes, movie-licious. It was my friend Patrick who lives in France, my friend Terpster who lives in... Uh, the UK and then myself, so we had three countries covered, and we would review new movies. The hard thing about that is not all movies are released at the same time yeah. in, in other locations. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, with the different countries and the yeah. Different, yeah, that that would make a little logistical headache.
2: Yeah, so we did that for three three or four years or so, and it was so much fun, and they really helped me get more comfortable on the microphone. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I, we. She, Regina mentioned in the, the intro about you being a movie lover and are you doing anything else since I, I take it since you were talking the past tense mm-hmm. movielicious is over
2: yeah we had to end it uh, though we had a segment called recommendal so we would do new movies and then we would do it was a combination I sometimes mash words together mm-hmm. and I accidentally mashed the word rental and recommendation together and that was that's that's awesome awesome. (laughs) (laughs) and and it was just movies that you would rent or watch online Mm -hmm. Um, so I took that segment and I moved it over to a podcast called the morning stream so Scott Johnson and Brian Ibbett who is uh does the podcast probably one of the longest running podcasts out there called Coverville Mm -hmm. Um, they do a show a morning show Monday through Thursday and they do it for about uh, an hour and a half to two hours. So I call in on Wednesday, Wednesday morning, and I talk about all of the cool movies, you know, maybe some movies that are hard to find on streaming services. So like Amazon Prime, Netflix, mm-hmm. even YouTube. So um, I'm a huge movie buff. I love movies. Cool. Yeah. Well, we'll have
1: to talk movies sometimes, Nicole. because yeah. I, I, I wrote movie reviews on my blog for a long time. Oh,
2: yeah. did you? Yeah, I just I would- I
1: love movies.
2: I would never say that I was a movie reviewer. I was just a movie lover that just, you know, I don't always have the the, the popular <laughs> opinion. Like some people are like, how in the world did you like, like that movie? I'm like, I don't know. It just, I, at the, for the moment that I was in at that point, <laughs> yeah, I liked that good. movie, right? right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a very personal That's experience. a very valid
0: thing because sometimes you do have that experience where, you know, where you are mentally and emotionally when you see a movie or read a book is
2: or play a game or play a
0: game totally impacts how you view that game and then sometimes you remember it and it you know you remember it differently because of that
2: right i totally agree with that Mm -hmm. do you have a favorite movie (sighs) you know it's funny because it's a cheesy movie um you're in good company don't worry the lost boys is my favorite movie (sighs) Good choice.
0: Hey, they filmed that at my school. They did? <laughs> yeah. They filmed part of it at UC Santa Cruz and um, uh, at the dorm that I lived in, although I, l- I only lived there briefly, and every Halloween, they would they would show it. So, yeah. I don't remember which part of it was, was filmed there, but yeah.
2: Again, uh, when it came out, I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. It just, the Corys were in it, and mm-hmm. uh, Jason Patrick, and... yeah vampires and just that movie also introduced me to the doors which is one of my favorite oh, bands yeah. because the intro song is people are strange and I'm yeah. like, oh i like this song and my mom goes oh it's by a band called the doors and i'm like who's that she's like well we have the album upstairs because my mom had this amazing album collection um. So I would. I went upstairs. I listened to the entire thing. I'm like, Oh my God! I cannot believe I've never
1: heard
2: this before. <laughs> well, so. see, and
0: then when it's something like that, because then it impacts, yeah. you know, so much yeah. more of what you experience. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So that's, awesome. uh, that's a good choice. That Thanks. is a great choice. I don't think I I've ever asked you, Regina. What's your favorite movie?
0: Oh, my favorite movie is also a little cheesy. It's uh, The Princess Bride.
2: Oh, that's a great oh, movie. Man, that's not that's, cheesy at all. I, I
0: love, I love. It's it's the, the one of one of that and probably Star Wars, the original, mm-hmm. uh, the very first Star Wars, would yeah. be would be close second. But The Princess Bride has that kind of fairy tale love story thing mm-hmm. that you know. It has everything. It has everything. It really does. It is a movie that has everything. It's really funny because I read the the book (laughs) and they wrote the book after the movie. So they wrote the book for the movie. Oh, that's interesting. So like, and I didn't realize that at the time, but they're totally spoofing you as a reader as you're reading it because you think it's like this, you know. (laughs) Because they set it up as it's like this this fairy tale and this, you know, epic story that has been long lost and then mm-hmm. refound. And I was buying it and then I realized that it wasn't oh. all written to, like, spoof you into believing it. But it's, yeah, I love, I, I will always watch
1: that one. Well, I don't think I've asked you that question, Rhonda. What's your favorite movie? Well, ha- have either of you ever seen, um, oh, now I'm going to go blank. Uh, it's a John Cusack movie about music. Oh, um, high Tony, oh, Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: yeah about how he's he's asked, you know, what w- what are your top five top favorite five. songs? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. See, I I can't do that with movies, so um, <laughs> I would have to say to cover all categories, it would have to be the Philadelphia Story. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's and good. then after that, then you know, I have to pick it by genres. But. <laughs> The, the Philadelphia stories c- caps everything. I think it's one of those that would go into the uh, the Canon, you know. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, so. absolutely, absolutely. See, what we do, Nicole, is we just take all those ideas we have for other podcasts
0: and we put them on Game on Girl. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> we'll go, oh, oh, let's do
1: a new segment where yes. we do this. <laughs> let's
0: talk about this this week. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, Game on Girl may have to branch out. Yeah,
0: I, I actually was thinking about that, but <laughs> that's another longer conversation. <laughs> Movie on,
2: Moving on, girl. Oh, no, that doesn't really work. <laughs> 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 <That'd> be funny.
0: <laughs> so let's ask you the big question, Nicole. Okay. How would you define a gamer? Anyone that plays a game.
2: <laughs> Just period. Yeah. So any kind of game, anywhere. Anything, whether it be Facebook games, whether, whether it be a board game, whether, because I'm a huge, oh my gosh, I could go on and on about board games. Oh yeah, you're- Lots, yeah, you're, of, lots. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love board games. Card mm-hmm. games. I have so many memories of playing like, gin Rummy with my mom, mm-hmm. and around the holidays, pulling out Trivial Pursuit and playing that with my entire family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, when when you, I think gamers, and I wouldn't even say gamers, people, <laughs> I'll say people, <laughs> we like to have camps. We like to be team this or team that, right? Mm. Yeah. I mean, we're a competitive set of people, yeah. and we like to feel like we're in a club. of sorts and I think when we start going because to me everyone's a game everybody likes to play games Mm -hmm. it's just what kind of games and there's many types of games and you know to have this oh you're not a real gamer what what are you talking about (laughs) I think it's so silly to even waste any breath on that topic Mm -hmm. it's I don't know. It's just silly to me. So, then what do you think of the terms like casual, or
0: hardcore? Then, do you, what do you think about those as terms or qualifications? Because well, that's kind of what you're kind of touching on here, but not yeah,
2: calling. Yeah. Exactly. I mm-hmm. mean, that is the core of it, where well, right. you're not really, you just play Facebook. You're just Right. Casual. That doesn't count. That oh, doesn't you count.
0: You didn't spend enough money or you don't play I'm on sorry. my console or yeah, whatever. Right.
2: Yeah. My little pocket mine game that I'm playing on my iOS game, try to beat my, my, uh, 250 depth <laughs> yeah <laughs> 250 feet is how far I've gotten so far and wow and it's such a it's a free little iOS game that I've downloaded and I'm friends with um, a number of people on game center and I keep going into the leaderboard I'm like oh hockey he's beat me oh I gotta I gotta <laughs> keep
1: going
0: Hey, that's you know. unfamiliar, Rhonda.
1: Yes, it does.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Regina. I know, I'm so guilty. I, I, leaderboards, they kill me, I swear.
2: So what do you think it is about the people that are really hung up on, well, I'm a hardcore gamer versus you're just that. Do you think it's like they feel that they've invested more energy, like a self-righteousness?
0: Yeah, I, I think it's prioritizing experience.
2: Yeah, I, I
0: think people one pe- people who use those terms and who use specifically casual gamer uh, as a dismissive term are they're trying. Yeah, they're trying to prioritize how they game as mm. as being superior, and and who knows for what motivation or what reason they need to feel superior over someone. But I mean, it's the same thing when we talk about like the fake geek girls or mm. you know those other conversations that keep like cropping up. Oh, you're not. You don't know enough to be this kind of fan person or you don't know enough to be this, you know, in this group, like you said, in this club or this, you know, this group or this subculture, you know, they, they take, they want to take away what they feel so much ownership over, which I, which is just unfortunate. And that's why I hate those terms because they're so limiting, limiting, exactly. And they put such close definitions on what should be an open and welcoming community because if we're enjoying gaming then you know everybody should
2: well and then I've seen it to where like for instance my mom Mm -hmm. she's a gamer yeah I don't care what she says she Mm -hmm. is a gamer (laughs) and she will she will just call herself a casual gamer to lessen the the gamer right her attachment to that yeah her attachment to it Mm -hmm. and I even have girlfriends because I don't have a lot of girlfriends my age that would ever admit to being a, a gamer. Mm-hmm. And in fact, they almost use it like to me as almost a derogatory thing. I'm like, right. what are you talking about? Yeah, dismissive.
0: Oh, well, you're yeah. a gamer, you know? Yeah, Which, like you're in. Oh, yeah.
2: you're you're a nerd. You're mm-hmm. a geek.
0: Yeah. you're
2: into that stuff. And it, it's like, what? Are you you're just I see you on Facebook. (laughs) I I know you game. Just you send me stupid Farmville invite. So it's it cracks me up. And it's almost like their lives are so busy that they don't have time to think that they're a gamer, but then they squeeze games in wherever they can. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) believe me i'm a a mom of a two-year-old and it you still get it in there i find i find little moments where you know like right now borderlands 2 every day i log in to kill the boss Mm -hmm. because they're doing this big loot hunt yeah (laughs) i'm like i'm gonna win (laughs) ten thousand (laughs) dollars wait what yeah there's a so in borderlands 2 right now um if you register for they're on week three right now um they're doing it for four weeks you log in every day you kill the boss and you get entered in for 10 a uh, ten thousand dollar fifty thousand dollar drawing and a whole bunch of prizes wow yeah oh, so man. i had no idea yeah so every day i've been that's logging in yeah and killing killing the bosses that's man, awesome i can't believe that yeah i've been
1: playing i've been playing at lunch every day at work with a guy that's, that's right
2: it. you were talking about four that- two? yeah how did you are you enjoying it have you played it before
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I've already finished it once. So um this awesome. guy's never played it. So we uh, we took it up there so he could play it. So I'm enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: you well you should just at least register. For, I know. Yeah, then, yeah. Because I'm it's, assuming wow. you already have. And then a share, level. Rhonda,
1: when you win, you share. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you get all uh, kinds of drops, awesome, awesome drops of guns. Oh man. And, yeah.
1: I can't believe I hadn't heard about this because I mean we we've got a person in our guild who normally will send us emails and say, Oh, Borderlands is doing this and Borderlands mm-hmm. is doing that, usually with the keys, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh,
2: there's a great website that I use. Um, I can't, it's like Orcs O R C Z. They they track them all for me. And I just okay. Like they will tell you what it is for PC ps3 and xbox and they tell you whether or not they've expired so i don't even worry about it whenever i log in i go to that website and is anything new since i've been been away oh there we go nice i have like 100 golden keys to use oh yeah i
0: have like 40 or 50 i think right now and that's all from a listener listener who's (laughs) like hey check this out and i'll always go and grab them Oh, yeah, wow.
2: just do a Google search for shift keys, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Borderlands two, and I think it's like the third one down. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah, very dumb. yeah. Oh no, so that's
1: first. Have one. you ever had any any negative experiences when you, you when you've played WoW or online?
2: Um, I was I was thinking about that question. I think because I'm very selective about who I group with and who I talk to, I haven't really had any bad experiences. Um, Is that because you're mostly playing with people you already know? I think so. Mm -hmm. I mean, the guild that I'm in, um, AIE, it's one of the, I think it is the largest WoW guild on Earthen Earthen Ring. Um, They're really, everybody's just, if you're not a good, nice person or or, a, a courteous player, you're not in the guild very long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I'm just thinking, I guess if I had a, a negative gaming experience, it probably would have been like on Call of Duty multiplayer or something yeah. like that. Yeah. territory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've... Um, yeah, I can't... It's funny. I really... I really try to kind of shelter myself.
0: Yeah, that's what yeah. I started doing too. I mean, you can, I would keep general chat open just because as an ethnographer, I had to look sometimes and see <laughs> what people were
2: saying. <laughs> you know what? I did have a, I don't want to say, it's not my worst, but it's the only bad experience I could think of. I was in PVP in, in World of Warcraft and uh, someone had the, the nerve to like stop and private message me and tell me, that I was I had the wrong gear from my class. Mm. <laughs> wow. Like, why I had would someone you,
0: do that too. Or the wrong you... gems. I had the wrong gems and yeah. yeah.
2: Like this is a very PvP is fast paced. Boom, 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 mm. boom. You literally stopped, right clicked on me and inspected, and inspected, my inspected gear. your
0: gear. Yeah. To look <laughs> to see. Yeah.
2: Oh, I was like and I just my response was because I wanted it.
1: I
0: mean, yeah. what what else what do you want from me? Yeah. I had, I had the same thing. I was in a, a random dungeon and I didn't know anything about uh, what you were supposed to do with your with your jewels when you socketed your, your jewels. And I had things that were like for a rogue and I was a, a warlock. And he's like, what the hell is this? And he put it in the chat for the party. So everybody oh in, in the party could see that I had it um, gemmed wrong. And, I'm, and I just laughed it off because I'm like, I had no idea what I was doing to, to a degree. I still don't sure. know what I'm doing. I'm still trying to learn. And he didn't, had he taken the step and he's like, well, what you really want to do is put intelligence in this or, you know, spirit or whatever it was that it was the best thing. That would have been okay, but he just blew it off after that. Mm. He's like, oh, well, you don't know what you're doing, so I'm not going to waste
2: any time. Are you using Ask Mr. Robot?
0: Ask Mr. Robot? No.
2: Ask Mr. Oh, Robot. No. You have to use Ask Mr. Robot. Okay. So Ask, Ask Mr. Robot is a is a website. It's an online gear optimizer. Oh. And there is a um an add-on in wow as well so you create you register your tune on
0: mm-hmm. the
2: website on the website and then and it. then you install the add-on in oh. wow and then you put your character in there and it will tell you everything you need right and it will reforge for you huh oh, oh, wow. that awesome it's awesome it's the best wow that's like really nice add-on out there for wow right now
1: that would have been really useful
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) when i was struggling with all that
1: (laughs) now when do uh the ladies of late normally record
2: um we usually record thursdays um in the afternoon uh Kim's coming back to the state, so it might change up a little bit. But yeah, yeah. we typically we started doing after I, I think it was right before Dragon Con. we decided oh, it was after Nerdtacular, Um we did a live recording and I'm like, you know what, we need to do this every week. We've been doing this since 2009 and we're still in like the, the double digits. We need to get into triple digits. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no. do you know what games you guys are gonna be talking about next?
2: Um, I know we're gonna be recording tomorrow and since it's Halloween, we're gonna be talking about scary games. Oh, awesome. Oh, cool. So I've been playing uh the DLC for Borderlands 2, the Halloween. Uh it's uh TK Bajas. Um it's like Bloody Harvest and it's a it's total, it's just a Halloween DLC. Yeah. It's so it's a lot of fun. That's cool. Um I've been playing a great text-based zombie game called Zafe house diaries Hmm. Uh, and you have to keep five survivors alive. And it's all done through a diary. That's how you know who lives, who Ooh. dies. And, and Yeah, it's really Ooh, cool. That's really interesting. It's yeah. on sale, right? There's a big Halloween sale on Steam right now. Yeah,
0: I've been staying away from Steam because I was like, I'm too much temptation.
2: And, and it's $6.66. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I love that. <laughs> so yeah, Zave House um, is another one I've been playing. And I've been playing the new uh telltale game uh a wolf among us
0: oh, i've heard about that
2: and it's based off of the bill willingham's comic book series the fables mm-hmm. and i love fables i've i've read all of them nice and it the main character is the big bad wolf whose name's big b and he is the sheriff in fable town and uh oh that's awesome yeah, so it's like investigation, and it it feels because it's Telltale. Um, did either of you play the Walking Dead version of the of the game? Um,
1: I played a little bit of it. Yeah,
2: so it's that same kind of feel where you're, okay. it's the same mechanics. Um, yeah, so I'm enjoying it, and the, the the art style is the same, and yeah, loving it. Cool. So. Yep, It's a good selection.
1: Yeah, I noticed today, Regina, that um, Left 4 Dead is $4.99 on nice. Steam. Nice. Yep. I love Left 4 Dead. It's still my mm. favorite. One of my favorite shooters
2: ever. Did you play the, the second one?
0: Yeah, yeah. I played both the first and the second. Yeah.
2: That's
0: my that's my cathartic, I've had a bad day game. Yeah.
2: So when you played the multiplayer, did you get to be the bloater?
0: Yes, I did. Oh, that was my <laughs> favorite. You just yeah. go up to somebody and blow up. And blow up on them, Yeah. <laughs> That was I the only that. one that I could I could really effective of the zombies that I could really effectively control because <laughs> it's the I think it's the jockey who jumps on people
1: yeah and right. there's
0: a very specific keyboard maneuver because I'm a PC gamer that you had to do to get on that uh, to, uh, and I just could never get the hang of it and I just end up jumping and then they'd kill me and I'm like okay whatever <laughs>
2: <laughs> give me the bloater I'll throw, I'll puke on people. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you would think we'd get tired of zombie games, but I haven't yet reached my limit.
0: No, there, there are some things that I think the whatever it touches in the collective unconscious. We just we just have to keep going back to. Mm -hmm. And zombie games, I think, fall into that category of there's always something about let's go back and do this again.
2: (laughs) Have either of you played Deadlight? No, No. I don't even think I know that one. This is a great zombie game. It's platformer. Mm -hmm. And so you play a guy who's looking for his family and it's it's the style. It's just the stylistic nature of the game and is really cool and i really enjoyed the gameplay and just how it all all of it came together i would recommend that one if you're hmm. into zombie games yeah and it, you could probably get it pretty cheap right now
0: cool i'm going to put a big star next yep. to that
2: in my notes so i remember to go look at it that's yeah, all
0: it's side scrolling survival Hmm, that's cool that's yep. cool well the side scroll i've been playing lately is charlie murder on the xbox
2: I've heard about Charlie Murder. You need
0: to play Charlie Murder. Everybody yeah. needs to play Charlie Murder. It's just, it's a great game. The mechanics are really good. They're really easy to It's a side scroller as well, mm-hmm. sort of an old school uh, fighter game, kind of based on River City Ransom. It's like one of the inspirations for it, oh, cool. uh, old Nintendo game. But it's got original music that, you know, the uh, guys who write it at Ska Studios. Um, and it's based on, like, Charlie is the rock band, and you're playing rock band characters in a mm-hmm. zombie apocalypse, essentially. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's got oh, fantastic awesome. artwork. Uh, so. I, I remember hearing about when it first came out, and I told myself I needed to put it on my wish list so I wouldn't forget about it, but I forgot to do that. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad you brought it up.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a I good one. I
2: need to go back to that one.
0: Yeah, it's and it's only $10 on Xbox Live Arcade, so...
2: It, can I get it somewhere anywhere else?
0: I don't think you can. I think Damn. it's only on Xbox. Maybe that's why I never <laughs> yeah. did it. That could be. That could Maybe be. Maybe it'll come to Steam soon. It it might. It might. As far as I know, I think Scott Studios has been only doing stuff on Xbox, but that doesn't mean that 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 will be always that way but it's one of the only I don't console game very much I'm I'm very much a PC gamer Um, so it's one of the only games I play on my console which is mostly used to watch Netflix
2: (laughs) the only thing I do on Xbox anymore is my dance games (laughs) that's how I exercise (laughs) oh you're
0: you're preaching I I love to dance I'm, I'm I love the dance games Um, nobody will play them with me anymore
1: so no,
2: i can't dance so. my my friends
0: are just like no i don't want to do that i'm like but. see, I, would,
2: I don't necessarily want to play uh-huh. i just want to i just want to dance want
0: to work out yeah
1: out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. i've I, done it I for that the... too
0: yeah
2: yeah they're pretty fun that's
1: cool yeah well i can't believe it seems like we just got started
0: right <laughs> i was thinking that too i'm like Oh my goodness, I think that's wow. one of the fastest
1: interviews. <laughs> yeah, that just went it really, really fast, which only means that we probably need to have uh, Nicole and the ladies of lead on again. Yeah. So uh, I would like, love it.
2: Yeah. I thought yeah. that Kim was on too. Yeah, Kim was on. Yeah. A yeah. 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 And that was a great
0: um, conversation too. You guys are easy yeah. to talk to and fun. It's nice. <laughs>
1: And definitely need to get hooked up next time for a next uh, Dragon con. Mm-hmm. yeah,
2: definitely. I mean, I'm already starting to kind of prepare and plan. so if either of you're gonna be there, let yeah. me know and we'll plan we'll plan another live podcast. That'd be oh awesome. yeah, definitely yeah,
1: awesome. I, I think I, I we just got to book
2: our room, so that's all we've got to do. Nice. yeah, I still have to do that. I honestly, I wait until the last minute. do you really? <laughs> I do because the room's free up right then yeah
0: that's true yeah people so. who decided at the last minute not to go who are planning exactly. on and then, and then <laughs> so i don't
1: stress in. about it too much yeah well we love having nicole on the show and if you guys haven't checked out ladies of leet yet what are you, you waiting go for Go oh, now right now oh, yeah <laughs> i was like what is regina listening to me but you totally <laughs> <threw me." laughs> you're talking to somebody else i thought my mic went mute or something
0: It's hilarious
1: <laughs> I did. I stopped. I was know.
0: (laughs) I never did because I never, I never interrupt you in the closing. So you're like, what the hell is going on?
2: (laughs) I'm rubbing off on you guys. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) I broke Rhonda. Everybody, I broke Rhonda. (laughs) Broke me.
2: (laughs) Go
1: check out Ladies of Leet and check out Nicole and Kim and their great talks. They're going to have, it sounds like they're going to have a great show for Halloween and subscribe to their show. And we look forward to having them on again sometime.
2: Thank you. I absolutely had a blast. Love, love it. Love Lady Gamers Uniting.
0: Thank you. Yes, me too. Well,
1: we're going to wrap up today's show with what Regina and I have been reading, watching, and playing in the geek world or non-geek world. It tends is. to be pretty geeky. It does tend to be pretty geeky. So what have you been
0: watching lately? I've been watching a new show that I started watching because there were a whole bunch of episodes on Netflix um, I, called Parenthood. Uh-huh. And it's, uh, it's you know, it's a, a TV drama about, um, you know, family and, and all their kids and such and such. And so it's just total, like, soap opera stuff, drama. So what do you think? I like it. I like the writing of it because I, you know, I notice things, and I don't know how many people, like, pay attention to these kinds of things when you're watching dramas, but with scripted dialogue, generally you don't have people talking over each other. You don't have that sense of what an actual conversation is like because people are reading their lines from the script. And one of the things that parenthood is really good about is having this overlapping dialogue Where, you know, you have like, it's a big family, you know, there's a bunch of kids in the kind of the core family. I think there's four. Yeah, there are four kids in the core family. And when they have scenes that are the whole family together, you have people talking over each other and conversations going on and things going back and forth. And I don't know how much of it is improv. And like, they're like, okay, this is a family scene. And this is what we do for this. And how much of it is kind of like, Scripted, It doesn't really feel scripted, but it feels real. And I love those moments in a show when I'm like, oh, look, they stepped out of what is like expected of a TV show. And they're doing something that's maybe a little bit leaning a little bit more toward reality. So yeah, I really enjoy that part of it. I'm not really a big fan of that handheld camera motion. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they do it in fringe. They they calmed it down in fringe. I've also been continuing with fringe. They calmed it down in fringe. I was thankful because in some of those scenes, some of the scenes in fringe make me sick just by themselves. <laughs> Cuz there's a little bit of gore in <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then when they had that on top of like that handheld camera stuff, and they do that handheld camera stuff in Parenthood as well, but they also toned it down a bit. So it's not quite so obvious and like overtaking the scene when you're like, okay, can the camera stop moving now? I'm getting kind of motion sick here. So, yeah, but other than that, the the dialogue and the the writing and the storylines and the way the storylines progress through it are really top notch. So I, I would recommend it if people like Christmas cool. and sort of evening You know, soap operas. So, yeah. What about you? What have you been watching?
1: Um, Well, I've been, you know, I used to not watch very many horror movies, but I've been kind of in the mood lately because of Halloween and everything. Mm -hmm. And um, I went back out and rented uh, Prophecy and Prophecy 2, which are way, way cheesy. Um, slightly horror movies. They're not not very very horror, but I love having cable right now and, and surfing through. They're having like thirty days of Just scare horror fear, movies, yeah, fear, blah blah blah, <laughs> uh, really cool stuff. But um, the new show that started that I happened to catch uh, was a reality show called Naked Vegas hmm. on the Sci Fi Channel, and I really had high hopes for this because it was it's um, I love unique. Art situations and Naked Vegas is body painting. Oh, and I thought that it was going to be a competition like Face Off, which I just love. Mm -hmm. I love a competition, but it's actually about a a woman who owns a body painting business in Las Vegas. So it's a lot like some of those cake shows and cupcake shows where they have clients and they're running a business. And I just don't, I just don't care anything about that. Mm -hmm. I want to see, you just want to the, see the, the art. Yeah. The yeah. competition between the individual artists, when they're given a set of parameters and they're able to express a single idea mm-hmm. in so many different ways. I mean, it, that to me is, is just very exciting. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason face-off is exciting. It's like here, you have to do the Grim Reaper right. and everybody's got such different ideas Right. And it's just beautiful to see that. Well, it's like
0: watching the human mind at work.
1: Yeah, you know,
0: it really is a representation. It's the same thing. I think about that when I give my creative writing students assignments, and I see the things that they create out of them. And I've actually had this semester, I've had a couple of students who've been writing me emails after they've done the assignments. And they're like, Oh, my goodness, this has just opened up so much for me. And I'm thinking about Mm. this in a different way than I ever had before, because of this assignment. And that's the same basic idea
1: you know, yeah,
0: giving somebody a nugget of information and seeing where they go with it.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I just really uh, quickly lost interest when... I saw that it was a company that was running it, Mm -hmm. and she was meeting a client, um, a couple that were getting married. They wanted to do something different for their wedding, and what they wanted was zombie makeup. They wanted to have, they met at a haunted house, so they wanted to have a zombie wedding. Mm -hmm. And she was going to try to talk them into doing full body paint, Mm -hmm. full nude body paint. For their wedding? Yes. Wow so I was like okay this is ridiculous
0: <laughs> well that sounds like me like one of the things I love watching the dancing on Dancing with the Stars but uh-huh. I hate all the other like filler oh. that they have in that show good lord and I mean, um, yeah
1: it's so cheesy
0: it's so cheesy and there's so much this and so much that and they play up these like little scenes in rehearsal that make it look like the dance is going to be a disaster yes. so yeah. I just tune out all of that and I'm usually doing other stuff and then just tune in and watch when they're dancing so but i will have to say i have been watching dancing with the stars this you know this week as well and snooki got kicked off and i i will freely admit that gave me a great amount of pleasure she (laughs) was i mean she was a good little dancer like she had some good moves and she was good as long as she was dancing she was fine but anytime she opened her mouth i'm like oh my god shut up (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i
1: found found it very amusing (laughs) before i get in trouble what have you been reading (laughs)
0: So I've continued on with The House of Night. Um, I'm in the most recent book that came out um, two weeks ago, I guess. Oh, cool. Exciting. Yes, I have about 20 pages left of it.
1: (laughs) I started (gasps) it four days ago. Oh my goodness. Well, I had a feeling.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's new, so it's it's yeah, it's the new thing. And so and so I was thinking about it as I was reading it last night. So remember how I told you I was reading they have novellas about specific of uh, the kind of side characters, the adult vamps who already uh-huh. are like uh-huh. established yes. characters. They've had novellas about like different characters, and over the summer I was reading the novella about the bad the bad guy, the big bad, um Neferet who's the, you know, the the recurring bad person through the whole thing. And so I was really disappointed because the novella was about her human life as opposed to her life as a vampire. And I thought it was going to be more about like her evolution into this evil entity that she ended up becoming. Right. Well, that's in this book. So all the history about how she became a bad vampire is in this novel. And so you're reading along and you're reading the chapters about like what's happening with the main characters. And then there's a Neferet chapter, which is like a chapter about her history. And I am loving that. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) I was waiting. I was like, oh, this is what you've been waiting. This is what I wanted. This is what I was looking for from that book was to see the evolution of her evil. Like you could see the spark of the manipulation in her human life, like when she learned how to make people do what she wanted them to do as a human. But I wanted yeah. to see how that had come about with her with her goddess powers and all of the stuff yeah. that was in this. And so now that's a part of this story. And that's been really exciting and really satisfying. And it's part of the reason why I'm sort of blowing through it so fast because it's not – it's interspersed amongst the other drama of the book. So I have to read to kind of get to a chapter. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to read like at least one of her chapters a day because I'm like, ah, I need to know what's going on with this. So that's been really fun to kind of get that story. And I'm kind of curious about the rest of it. I'm I'm a little irritated with our our main character, but I think you're supposed to be in this book. I get the feeling that they're setting her up to be – She's supposed to be irritating right now. So she's kind of like Buffy was in season six. Yeah. Where she's been battling evil for so long, she just doesn't care about anything anymore. Yeah. That's where she's at. And I'm like, oh, I know this part of this hero's journey.
1: <laughs> yeah. They need a, a an awakening. Exactly. They need to have a,
0: a, a something that happens that draws them back into the fight in a real way. And uh, she's not there yet. So I can see that that's kind of what's going to come about at the end of this book. So. So what have you been
1: reading? Well, I'm still reading Wool, and it is going much slower than your book is. (laughs) Um, But that's all me. Mm -hmm. That's not the book. The the story is extremely well written. Uh, Wool is part of a trilogy by Hugh Howey and uh, has always been highly recommended to me by several people. Um, I'm hoping to pick up the speed reading it. I've I've just been so busy lately. I've not been able to read as much at night. As I want to, but I was just recently at the very first annual comic book city con in Greensboro, North Carolina, and I met an author there, I.R. Harris, who's just released the first book of her second trilogy um, called In the Lies of Men. And it's um, a, the Legion series, and so I've got it on hard copy. And anytime I've got a hard copy book laying around like that, I'm just—it's like a juicy piece of fruit. I just—I'm <laughs> ready to just rip into it, you know. <laughs> like so right I think there. that'll help me get through wool. Yeah, um, oh, nice. nice. And I can't wait to talk to you guys about that, yeah. and and hopefully um, have Isabella on the show. Yeah, that would be awesome. That yeah, be great. she was she was quite charming. That'd be great. So, have you been playing anything? I've um, I have I
0: have actually. Mark, who writes for the site and has been on the show a few times, is visiting from out of town this week, um, and so we have to get as much gaming in as we can while he's in town. <laughs> so we played Alhambra. I have not heard of that. Okay, Al- Alhambra was on a Tabletop Season 1 episode Um, It is a, you're building an Alhambra, which is a palace essentially, and so it's kind of a puzzle game. You have to have, you have to have certain kinds of currency to buy certain buildings, and you have to connect them so that the walls don't overlap in illegal ways. So essentially, and, and then you want to build the most beautiful and the biggest Alhambra that you can. Um, and different buildings are worth different points. And there's it's it's really interesting because it reminds me a little, just a little bit, in terms of, like, you have to have the right color money in order to buy certain buildings. It reminds me a little of uh, Ticket to Ride, where you have to have oh, the certain okay. cards mm-hmm. to buy the routes that you're trying to get. So it's got that kind of component to it where you have to collect up enough to be able to get something. Um, but it's way more complex because you have to be really careful in the pieces that you put in your Alhambra because you can paint yourself into a corner and, and have Mm -hmm. it so that you can't, if a a piece doesn't come in and fit perfectly into your Alhambra, then you're, you can be, you can get yourself into really big trouble. So, um, it's, it's a simple concept, but it's difficult in, in execution. And I think that tends to be one of my favorite sort of things in gaming it one. sounds
1: a little bit like carcassonne
0: it does it is a little like carcassonne yeah and i've only played carcassonne i think once so i'm not all that familiar with it but it's the same kind of thing as well with the way yeah, you're that's connected. a game
1: i had an app for it on my yeah phone, i have it on the ipad it's, yeah. it's one that i I just couldn't get my brain wrapped around the strategy Mm -hmm. and I needed to spend some more time with it. I think I I would be able to more if I played the tabletop version. That's
0: what I think too, because I learned, I tried to learn it from the app as well. And I think sometimes you just need to be sitting around a table with people, you know, going through it. And I think that was the reason why I didn't really get into it very much. So yeah. And I played Smash Up, which is a deck building game I told her have I talked about Smash Up before? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You have different factions like steampunk and zombies and plants and yeah. dinosaurs, and then you take yes. two decks and you just mush them together and you play. Yeah. yeah. And so I played that. And it did not go well. So. Oh we did. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing a faction I would never played before, and I'm like, oh okay, I don't know how to do these guys. <laughs> you tried something new. i did i did i adventured it was cool <laughs> so have you had some time i know i know there's lots going on so have you had some time to get some playing in well the the
1: kindle fire is still extremely new it's barely a week old so um it's still a fascination i've gone out there and downloaded several games Touch the tech yep mm-hmm. and um also because i'm um finishing up well not because i'm finishing up this job but uh, i work contract work that's that's why I'm finishing a job. But I've been playing, like I said, uh, Borderlands during lunch at, up at work and also play Pandemic up at work today. Nice. But I'm still playing Candy Crush. And I downloaded another game uh, called Treasure Diving. And I made an observation about both of these games. Treasure Diving is another one of those like farm bill type games. Oh, yeah. Um, you plant a bunch of stuff, you wait for it to grow, you harvest it, you gather coins, jewels. Uh, treasure. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to wait. mm mm-hmm. And I just don't have the patience for yeah, that. I don't. It's... Yeah. I don't do those games candy, anymore. <laughs> well, that's the way Candy Crush is. And that's yeah. part. I think that is part of the reason why a certain, maybe a certain group of people really get hooked on it is because it is constantly cutting you off. It's like, oh. okay, you've run out of lives. You can play that again in stopped. 20 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, um, I don't play on your schedule. Right. <laughs> on my schedule and it just ticks me off and i just like i'm gonna download another game i'll just get something else because uh, you know if if i happen to think about it and i've got a few minutes i'll start playing candy crush Mm -hmm. but i'm sorry i'm not addicted to this game when i got to the end of the first level and it said congratulations you can play again in 23 hours you just should have heard the new curse words that i came up with i was like (laughs)
0: oh man there were a few moments Rhonda where I wish I was in the room with you and that would have been one of them
1: I was like I can't believe you people put up with this don't tell me when I can play my game you don't own me
0: game you don't own me i don't know who you think you are you
1: don't own me (laughs) so it's it's um i think candy crush has done a great thing with the whole bejeweled thing Mm -hmm. in the same way that uh, some of the other were um, like uh plants versus zombies is adding additional challenges and it's kind of uh challenging the game putting limits on it and i think that helps put add some structure to the game and you add more parameters it definitely makes it more challenging and more fun to go to the game yeah absolutely. <clears throat> it's a smart redesign yeah yeah well that's that's good it does it does add a, le- a level of
0: complexity that it doesn't have otherwise
1: so. yeah and and the treasure diving game i mean for the first hour i thought i was a goner i'm like okay this game's got me forever right and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's going to take 23 minutes for this plant to mature. And I was like, uh, oh, that's it. I'm, I'm done. done. Yeah. Yeah. So those games always lose me, too. Uh, well, we'd love to hear about what you guys think about uh, games like Farmville and and collection games where you have to sit and wait. Mm. Well, we'd love to hear any recommendations that you've got about how you've been geeking out, what you've been watching, reading or playing. Send, us, send them to us through our social media contact links. You can find all of those on our website. You've been listening to Game on Girl. I'm the co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. You can find me on Twitter at Rowroom. that's R-H-O-R-H-O-O-M, or email Rhonda at GameOnGirl.com. And I'm your host, Regina McMenemy, or Doc Liz with two Zs, as I'm
0: known on Twitter and Steam. Huge, massive, unbelievable thanks to Nicole from the Ladies of Lead for joining us on the show today. I swear, it, it was like one of the quickest conversations I think we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, it's it's why podcasting is so much fun. It is why podcasting is so much fun. And the Ladies of Lead, and really the gaming community that comes and listens to podcasts and the feedback we get from you guys, we just absolutely love it. So keep it coming. And we're so glad and so thankful for you guys listening and for great fellow podcasters like the Ladies of Lead and the Married Gamers and all our favorite podcasters out there. So- If you don't listen,
1: make sure to go subscribe to their show. Yeah, and Extra Life is coming up pretty quick. We've got less than two weeks. On November 9th, Game on Girl will be playing for uh, Children's Miracle Network Hospitals through the Extra Life organization. You can go out and check out uh, Game on Girl teams East and West. And we're both supporting uh, a, a hospital on each coast. You can join either team or just simply make a contribution. Uh, I know some people wait till the last minute, but go out there and uh, help us out. We're very, very, very close to reaching our goals. Episodes of Game on Girl are available on iTunes and Stitcher streaming.
0: We also have an app available for download from Podbean for iOS users. These links, along with descriptions of the show, can be found on our website, gameongirl.com. This podcast is edited by Ryan Broom at Desert Tree Media, and and the theme song good day by triple fox is used under a creative commons attribution license thanks so much for listening and until next time game on